Did you know we were designed to pray more than a little? Prayer is holy and sacred and special. It is more than just conversations with our Creator. It is a way to be in communion with our Creator, which means that we draw near to our Creator. Prayer was given to us from the Lord. We're, we're called to talk with Him. We're commanded, actually, to pray with the power of the Holy Spirit and then pray for His will and His desires, not our own will and desires. We aren't given these entrustments from Him to steward on our own. We're called to steward them with the help of the Holy Spirit and guard them from the stain on this world that the enemy tries to devour us with. This stewardship starts with our salvation in prayer. Let us guard these good deposits by letting the Holy Spirit lead and intervene all while keeping our eyes on eternity for the perfect plan of His kingdom. Let us pray together for everyone's desires and stewardship and their entrustment to align with His heart, letting sanctification take its place and to steward our prayers for His glory. Guys, what if I told you that prayer could move mountains? Prayer could cast out unclean spirits. Prayer could change your entire life. Prayer could make you see the world the way He sees it. Prayer could draw you closer to God. Prayer could open your eyes to eternity. We are fighting a battle, guys. Let us pray. Let us fight. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the prayer series on the Entrusted by Him podcast. Um, I'm your host, Courtney Centers. I am so glad you guys are here today. This episode is going to be second to my favorite. Um, my favorite is going to be coming out soon, but this one is my second to favorite. And so I'm just so excited to unpack what it means to pray first about everything and why. Uh, you know, God wants us to be in constant contact with him. And so he designed prayer. And, you know, I've said this a few times and it's so true, but we really were never meant to not talk to him and live in this broken world without him leading us. And so thankfully, so thankfully he designed prayer for us. And so we're called to pray for his will and be in relationship with him, um, pray commune like pray in communion with him and so when we approach prayer in this communal way um something changes you know and this past weekend my pastor had talked about prayer as well which I got so giddy about because we're doing this series right now and one of the things that he said um, you know, we always hear that prayer is powerful. And while it is, it really is not powerful at all by itself, but it's powerful because of who designed it, who created it. And so really pr prayer is not powerful, but God is. 
And so when we dive into prayer and we are aligning our hearts with him, we're coming in communion with him. We, we then tap into the, the Holy Spirit's power that is dwelling inside of us and it just changes the game. So with that being said, let, let's dive in and talk about prayer and praying first. Hey guys. Okay. So have you prayed about it? That is a question we hear so, so often from our friends and our family around us, or even our church community. Sometimes when we are telling them something that is going on in our life, right? Um, we overlook this question as if it's something that they're just saying to make small talk. And sometimes that, that may be the truth, but when we like the thing about that is though, but like, when we really dive in and we see what the question is for what it is, it is the best response that we can extend to our people because it really is a thing that we are called to do first. You know, prayer was never meant to be a last resort. And so many times we hear people say, you know, we've done all we can do. So now all we can do now is just pray. Or there's nothing else we can do but pray. Or, you know, just just keep praying. Like, you've, ex- you've exhausted every option, but prayer still stands on the table. Well, first of all, prayer is always on the table. Prayer will never leave the table. Prayer is always offered at the table. It's always the first and main course at the table. And so we really need to think of it that way, that it is the appetizer. It is the, um, the main dish. It is the dessert. It's going to be there throughout the entire situation. And it really needs to be chosen first and foremost over any other option that may present itself. And so when somebody says, have you prayed about it? I want you all to really like soak that in and think about that. Myself included, there are so many things that come in our way that we are just so quick to, you know, look for other options or go to a friend or go to our spouse. We don't ever um, really stop and consider that prayer is first. God is sitting there at the table waiting for you to take this, this first action and eat the appetizer. He's waiting for you. He hands you this first option that we just, you know, throw in the garbage. And then when everything else is exhausted, we say, oh, there's that one thing and we pick it back up and then we pray. So all that to say, let's take a look at Philippians 4, 6. A lot of you probably know this verse, but let's read it. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So we see right there, guys, don't be anxious about anything, he says, but in everything, every single thing, 
In some things, no. In everything, by prayer, prayer was listed first, supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Having the right posture of heart when you present your request to the Lord is so important too. Um, And so in that we say, have you prayed about it? And this is, you know, something that we quickly throw out there as a friend uh, or a Christian friend. But when we're using that response, let's really soak it in on the other end of that response. And then the one who is saying that response, really dive deep in that with your friends and and your family and the people you're saying it to. Be there with them. Struggle with them. Pray with them. You know, don't just throw that question out there and leave it alone. We see in... um, Ephesians chapter three, that Paul is writing in prison and he's talk. he's getting us another model of prayer. And he's talking about how we are to pray for others. And it's, and yes, we need to pray for ourselves. It's not bad to pray for ourselves. So that's not what I'm saying, but we are to pray for others and walk through their struggles with them and pray with them. So when we're throwing that question out, have you prayed about it? Really dive deep in that conversation with that person, even if it's uncomfortable a little bit, and pray with them, be there with them, walk through it with them as best as you can on the other side of it. So taking our struggles and our praises to God first is the best thing we can do for our relationship with him. For example, let's say in your marriage, there was something that you needed to address with your spouse, but you went to your best friend about it first. I don't think that really makes sense. Like it would, it wouldn't make sense to your spouse and it would probably not be fruitful. You see, so like when we go to God first with things in our life, because he is our creator, when we have that conversation with him, It invites him into our home, our conversations, our thoughts, our choices, our relationships, our work, our everything. Like this is vital. This is so important because he wants to be the foundation of your everything. Do not put up keep out signs, as my pastor said this past weekend in his message, uh, or he said posted signs, and I'm thinking keep out signs, no trespassing. Don't put up these signs where we don't let God in, in certain areas of your life. He wants to be the foundation of your everything. And when we allow him in, we let him lead. When we allow him in, we let him lead. We gain a heart for the kingdom and eternity, and we experience the fruit of his work in full. And that's what he wants. He wants us to be full. He wants us to be whole, which is lacking in nothing because of who he is. In Ephesians 3.12, it says, in whom he have, I'm sorry, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. First Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18 says, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what does pray without ceasing mean? Let's back it up a little bit. 
give everything to God first, pray over and over, and we never quit praying. Prayer is the one gateway of communication that he has designed for us so we can be in constant contact with him. That literally blows, <laughs> that blows my mind when I say that out loud, like thinking it. And when I was writing this outline, I, I see it like in my notes and I'm saying it out loud and it's blowing my mind all over again. Like that is a miraculous gift. And we are entrusted with this gift to steward it well. We're called to pray. It's a gift. Therefore, we're entrusted with this gift to steward it well. And if we aren't utilizing this divine, supernatural gift, we are not growing closer to him. It is that simple. Um, in If you guys have, haven't read it yet, go grab it. It's Pray Confidently and Consistently by Valerie Warner. Um, we actually talk a little bit about that book on one of the episodes in the platform series. So go back a little bit on your podcast and look for that episode with Valerie. And it was such a good conversation. And we talked a little bit about uh, her book, but she puts it like this. What are we missing out on simply because we don't believe God can do it? Okay. Whoa. (laughs) That is a loaded question. And I want us to like sit with that question, think about it, let it soak in. What are we missing out on simply because we don't believe that God can do it or will do it? I mean, that is such a harsh question, but it is the truth. What are we going to go? What are we, what are we going to strike out on if we don't have a mustard seed faith? Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and 32 says this. He put another parable before them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and it becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. I, that whole verse, like those two verses in Matthew blow my mind in a way that I am just thinking, Lord, thank you so much for your word, because that is such a beautiful picture of the simplicity of the type of faith that we're called to have in our prayers. And it, it, it's just so, I, I, I cannot get past that verse. It is, it's <laughs> makes me speechless, to be honest, when you read that and think about how the Lord used that beautiful picture of an example of how simple prayer and faith uh, intertwine. Um, In Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, it says, he said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Some manuscripts um, actually will insert a a 21st verse right there. Um, Some have it, some don't. But this is what it says. This kind never comes out except by prayer and fasting. So really it was talking about this type of faith. And so when we look at that verse, um, this kind of faith never comes out except by prayer and fasting. It just makes me think about how 
crucial prayer is to our walk with the Lord. So friends, let's like see how vital it is to pray. Okay. Just think about that for a second, how vital it is to pray first about everything. It is, it's not just prayer for the struggles. This is prayer for everything. The Bible tells us to give thanks, rejoice, and pray continually without ceasing. This was not meant for us to take lightly or to be casual about. Well, first of all, prayer is sacred and it's holy. It is a way to have a conversation with our creator. Like what? (laughs) I have to just stop and say like my two-year-old sometimes will literally be like doing something or I'll say something and he just does it out of like to be funny and he'll say, what? And I'm serious. Like that is what like comes to mind when I see this, that we get to have a sacred and holy conversation with our creator. He designed that for us. It is so miraculous and for us to just take that so casually and lightly and to um, have such casual conversations with him and look at it as just a, you know, just a conversation. I titled this series Convos with Our Creator because they are conversations with him. But on the flip side of that, the beginning side of that, prayer is holy and it's sacred. That is not to make it scary for some of those who might be afraid to pray or still in the beginning walk of um, your relationship with the Lord, but to know that it is a beautiful entrustment that we get to utilize to be in communion with the Lord. And when we are in communion with him, when we are aligned, um, when we align our will with his, thinking that, uh, you know, or letting yourself know that it's his will, not ours and believing that and knowing that to be true and coming into communion with the Lord, everything with your relationship will change. Every single thing that you go through in life will change. Every person you come in contact with, every relationship you have with them will change all because of the posture of heart that you come to the table with when you pray. And knowing that it is sacred and holy and it's a gift. Okay, so now that we have covered, you know, that question, have you prayed about it? So understanding that we are to bring everything to the Lord first, um, how we pray, we've covered, you know, some models of prayer. We talked about just just different kinds of models of prayer. We talked about how that prayer was... um, created for us to be in communion with the Lord. We've talked about how it is holy and sacred. It is a gift for us to steward well and uh, some ways to do that. So the next thing that I really want to cover is that we know that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He is the enemy. And so when that, when we think about that, we think that he is coming to steal and kill and destroy our lives, but really he, he's coming to, to destroy everything that we have with the Lord. And so what makes us think that doesn't involve our prayers, our conversations with the Lord? He desires that to be defiled because he knows how powerful prayers of a child of God are and he knows how powerful God is. 
And Satan is going to always try to make us feel like praying is too hard or too heavy, too deep to get into, or we don't have the mental capacity to even go there right now. He will make you feel like praying isn't going to work. And so therefore, it can't be worth having a conversation with the Father over. So on the flip side of that, ask yourself, why wouldn't my prayers with my creator, the one who loved me first and the one who created me, who knows every hair on my head, matter to him? Don't let Satan make you believe that they don't matter to your heavenly father. Don't let Satan defile your conversations with the Lord. Psalm 147.5 tells us, Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. That surpasses Satan's understanding. So we know that he understands our prayers. Maybe if we even don't. Maybe even if we don't understand our prayers, the Holy Spirit will intercede for you. And and let us not be afraid to run to him. Don't let Satan defile your conversations with him. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. That's Psalm 25, 5. And I want to leave you with that piece to cling to in this series because knowing that the fact, knowing the fact that the Lord understands beyond measure, that means every single thing we bring to him, he understands. And especially when, when when we are coming to him as his child and we're coming to him in the right posture of prayer and communion with him and aligning our hearts with his will, God, whatever it is, I'm yours. We come to him as a humble servant. We surrender. He's going to guide you in his truth and he's going to teach you his ways. And you have your hope in him all day long. And knowing all of that, everything we talked about, Don't let Satan defile your conversations. Don't let him steal those conversations from you by making you think that they shouldn't happen. Don't let him kill the conversation. Don't let him destroy the conversation. Those conversations are sacred and they're holy and they're meant to happen. When you come to the Lord at the table with the right posture of heart to pray, you are his. He cares for you. He is for you and he wants to hear you talk to him. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you wouldn't mind to go rate and review the podcast and subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode of the prayer series. And it is just going to be so good. The next episode is a little bit longer and I'm just so thankful for you all. I am praying for you all. Remember who you belong to. Remember who you are because of who he is. And I just pray that you will grow a desire to pray and be in communion with him.